Welcome back to the Exploring Growth Podcast. Today, I had the opportunity to speak with Dominique Frazier, a pricing strategist. Uh, super interesting conversation. I'd say that anybody who wants to get higher prices for what they're selling and clients that stay on for longer, this is the episode for you. All right, welcome back. And I have Dominique Frazier here today. Welcome, Dominique. Yeah. So, um, you know, as it goes, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and I've met a lot of um, unique people on LinkedIn that do all, all kinds of different things. Um, and I love growing my um, local and global network. And so our, our, our paths crossed and I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to get together and um, kind of talk about some of the things that you're doing um, as it might relay to the audience that's listening. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, um, just give a quick introduction to yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Dominique Fraser, and I love to say it in French. So Dominique Fraser, and um, and actually I'm a pricing and uh, offer strategist or consultant. Uh, why I decided to choose that specific title because there are so many you know uh, business growth uh, specialists out there, and I really wanted to focus uh, on, more on pricing and helping actually B two B clients, so people who are actually serving B2B, um, to increase their pricing, but also increase their profit margins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and, you know, I, um, in my travels of, of uh, working with clients of all kinds, um, one of the things that I end up finding myself talking about a lot, actually, is is the sales process. And um, sometimes it's specifically, we're talking about the sales process. And sometimes we're talking about it in light of what marketing's doing to drive qualified opportunities into that process. And when we talk about it, you know, a lot of it has to come back to um, the value that they're offering in that pipeline, um, you know, in, in their process of selling, um, demonstrating their expertise. Um, you know, so we talk a lot about value and how to tee that value up for the client so that you can lead them through. Um, you know, that's one differentiator I see for a lot of companies is uh, not just being a vendor, you know, even if you are a vendor, but being more of a, a lead um, to the client to, to lead them through the process, educate them, continually educate them. When we're finding in the marketing funnel, it's all about, you know, educating high value content, all of that. So when it gets to sales, it should be ramped up even, I, I think, in context to the, the buyer you're talking to. So, you know, talking to you today, I, I think it's um, it's it's great to have this conversation about um, pricing and value. Um, so, yeah. So, so tell me a, a little bit about some of the clients, the type of clients you work for and the type of work that you do. Yeah, you know, I started as myself i started to sell my own knowledge online since 2010 and at that time i was a graphic designer and i was teaching photo retouching actually online and then after a few years a lot of people came to me to ask me how did you manage to sell your own knowledge all over the world and sell high ticket offers and this is where i started it's more like in 2016 that i started to uh, coach people how to create first their own business, create certifications online, masterminds. And then I realized that the same problem was happening for every one of my clients. They had an offer, but it was not quite right. 
You know, I just realized that sometimes when people are very close to their business, they think they know what's worth the most in the business. So they will tell me, Dominic, I just want more leads for that specific offer. And then I look at them and that their genius and what they're selling, it's not their genius. Because usually when someone mm-hmm. have a genius, something that comes to them like very easily, they're just the best at it. They don't see it because they don't value it. It's so easy. You know, it's like, ah, nobody will pay me sure. for what I'm doing so easily. So I realized that with the time I was actually helping my clients re, uh, rethink their offer first and also rethink their ideal mm-hmm. clients because they were actually not targeting the good people. <laughs> and also because yeah. we were creating this offer with their genius, then we could hire their pricing uh, like very high. And they were the actually the, the first really surprised, you know, about uh, like maybe before they were charging 100 per hour and now they could charge 15K, 25K mm-hmm. for a few days with the same clients. It was just actually the way they yes. would position themselves and also the way they would sell that specific offer of theirs. I can give you some ideas. Uh, yeah, some, uh, so it's... If you want. For sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love it. <laughs> okay. I, I had this uh, clients, you know, that came to me. Um, uh, she is a motion designer, Okay. So she's a service provider. So usually I will mm-hmm. al- always work with uh, coaches, service providers. I will work with consultant to experts. Okay. And this specific person, she was super good at what she was doing. She was doing uh, motion design. So uh, people would come to her to create animation, maybe for their, you know, website to mm-hmm. explain their, their own offer. And then what I realized is, she, yes, she was a graphic designer converted into a motion designer, uh, expert but actually she was just accepting every you know contract that could that would come her way you know like she would pass like a lot of time creating animated christmas cards (laughs) or having like videos on you know on uh, her client's website but actually the once the 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 clients you know paid the the video and put it on their website that's what it you know, nobody was doing anything to bring, mm-hmm. you know, leads on the website. So we realized actually that what yeah. she was very good at, it was to, you know, yes, to build those animation, but also to show to their her clients how to bring leads to them, their website and how she could actually create mm-hmm. more than one video throughout the client's journey. So instead now, because mm-hmm. before we met, she was charging 3000 4000 for, you know, per project, per clients. And, and then we mm-hmm. created um, actually uh, like different level of offers with different, you know, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of videos and also an amount of different amount of videos. And then she ended up with three packages, like 50000 25000 and 50000 and when she started mm-hmm. her sale two weeks later, she was already selling her first 25K offer. But we changed also her positioning. Instead of being a full, you know, a motion okay. design specialist, she became 
actually uh, a sales, you know, she, uh, an expert in creating tools for sales team through video. You know, we yeah. changed the way she was actually selling her uh, expertise. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is reframing it for the mm -hmm. client, so they can understand. A, they can they can look at it from a different different perspective, a different mindset about how they view value. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm making some notes here as you're talking. There's so many things that are kind of popping, you know, as you're talking. You know, I think one thing that speaks to me in if I'm talking to um, you know like a a, a mid level company, it's it's it, what you're talking about with this individual client plays because, you know, there's different markets that you can sell your service or your, your, your product in, and each of those markets have different values. So for your client, you know, she could go on Fiverr and put an offer out, you know, package out for a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars as a max, you know, package. And, and someone could get a lot of value from that. Um, but, she's not getting the max value for the the skill that she has, the, the values that she can ultimately bring. Um, but it's mainly just due to, to one, a mindset, but also a market. So, you know, take being able to find a market that's intrinsically sees a higher value, you know, so you have to find that market. And then when you're in it, it's about leading them through that, that, um, that new perspective. So you're changing the perspective and saying, okay, they're coming to you asking for, uh, motion design, animation. Well, what other things does this touch? You know, there's there's exactly. other things that inform or add value that you need to help bring them along into, so they can see that. Um, well, first of all, demonstrating I think that you're an expert in what you do because you see the bigger picture of what's happening, and then being able to involve them in it. So there there's there's so many things that I think that you're that you're saying that. Um, are of value. And I think the, the kind of bow on the package is mindset. And what is interesting also is that I'm not just working on the packaging of the offer and how to sell it. And because, yeah, I'm doing that, but half mm -hmm. of my job, actually, it's more to help sure. the entrepreneurs to see their own value. Like for an example, we talked about Carolyn mm -hmm. here that it was her name. And before she was just actually, when she was offering a, a video at 3,000, 4,000, she was calculating the time her team and, and her would take to produce this video, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, I don't know, 100, yes. 150 per hour. So here the total. Mm -hmm. But what I, I actually have her realize is, yeah, but you're not just creating a video anymore because Actually, she decided to refuse those Christmas cards and those unrelevant video that she was asked to do. And I told her, just focus on the ones that, that you're the best. And also don't forget that when you're working one hour, actually you're working more than an hour because usually you will work before that specific hour with the client. You will think about the project, prepare yourself. So you will mm -hmm. start working and then you will meet the, pro the, the clients and then you will start thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, their video or their product or their, uh, what you will build for them. And then you will, you know, sometimes wake up during the That's night, right. having some ideas. And then during your shower in the morning, you will have other ideas and you will keep, you know, you, you will start yeah. focusing on that clients. And actually you will be at, at a point where you, you kind of <laughs> just thinking about this client 24 hour a day 
to produce the best mm -hmm. video ever, they, they need to convert leads like crazy. You see? So that's the difference. And also what yeah. I told her, you know, maybe you can sometimes, instead of just asking for an hour fee, you can add some bonuses to this. So if we're taking this specific example, I told her, do you know how the videos are, you know, um, converting on, uh, do you know how many people are seeing those videos? But she told me, no, once the clients mm -hmm. take the video, I don't see anything. So I told her, why not include in your package a bonus that you will be hosting the video on your own Vimeo. So you will see, you know, you will be able also to see after three, six months, what's going on with that specific video on your client's, you know, uh, website. And you will see that it's not performing enough. So let's, so this gives mm -hmm. her the opportunity to go back to the client and says, you know what, let's, you know, change a little bit of stuff, maybe the introduction to see how it goes from now. Yeah. And you can also implement in your package a little video, uh, a pre-recorded video that how to attract leads to mm -hmm. your website <laughs> and you're giving this to your client. Mm -hmm. So th those things are all little things that you just need to, to produce once that can increase, you know, the value of your offer, actually. It sounds like, you know, what you're describing is someone who is more of a problem solver for the client, you know, versus just a service delivery person. You know, you're taking them from being a person that has a skill set in some way. Um, but, you know, it's like a mechanic. I can fix your car. But let me ask you a few questions first to make sure if I even need to do this thing for you. And if I do, maybe it needs to be done in a different way. So it sounds like it's a problem solving type of mentality versus um, just delivering on a scope of work. It's just the way you are, you know, providing your offer. Just think about a chiropractor, okay, versus a person mm -hmm. like doing massage, you know, uh, a massage therapist. Actually, you're doing the same job, okay? Not exactly the same because one one maybe went to school like a little bit longer, mm -hmm. <laughs> and but actually it's one mm -hmm. hour with a client and doing something, you know, like treating the clients for one hour. So it's the same kind, okay, of service, okay? But the difference, why chiropractors are rich and selling their business when they are retired and why, you know, massage therapists, they're poor. And once they, mm -hmm. they decide to like let go of that business, it's done. They're just losing, they're just closing their door. Mm -hmm. Because it's actually the same thing. Yeah. You know, the difference is the chiropractor. And I went to see, to see one, like last week, I had like a, a ache in my back and I went there because it was an urgency, you know, but it was super good. He told me, mm -hmm. you know what, hmm, let's make some, you know, ra radio to see what's going on in your entire, you know, uh, body. And actually I end up leaving mm -hmm. the place with a three months treatment where I will meet the person twice a week. And you know what? This is what I needed, actually. So that's the difference. A chiropractor mm -hmm. will analyze the situation, audit the body, you know, and it will see mm -hmm. exactly where the pain is coming from. So it will not just treat the symptom. It will treat, you know, the problem itself. 
and then it will create a plan of action on several weeks, several months to treat you. And, and, and what's going on after the three months? Oh, we will reevaluate your situation. Instead of a massage therapist, most of them, they're yes. not all like that, but most of them, they will just wait. The phone will ring. They will have an appointment with a client and it will be, okay, bye. See you next time. That's it. You know? So sometimes it's just the way you are making sure to, first of all, not just, you know, serve the clients like they want because clients think they know what they need, but actually they don't know what they really need. So this is why actually you have to ask them exactly the good questions to know exactly what they are looking for, what is the exact, exact, you know, result they want, and then create a plan of action for them to succeed, you know, with your help. And actually, like, um, when I'm working with my clients, I always aim for them. Yeah. How can you have these clients for life? You know, how can you help them today, but keep helping them, you know, over and over and over and keep them and grow your clientele like that. People always need more than they think they need. You know, for an example, if someone's like, oh, you know what? I don't, I yes. just want to reach six figure or seven figures. Okay. Here, how we can do that. Or maybe they can, they, they can maybe uh, need, uh, I don't know, help to create a podcast. Great. But once you have a podcast, okay, now how do yeah. you sell that podcast? How do you transfer people from listening to the yeah. podcast to becoming clients, you know? And how can you transform those clients into clients for life relationship? Yes. Yes. And, and the tie I see there is going back to the problem solver mentality is, you're you're seeking to understand um, the greater problem that they're coming to you with, uh, with the idea that if you are in the right market, you are looking up for the ideal client. They're going to have a wider set of problems, which means you can offer a wider set of value. And it may not be right out of the gate because you might have to get your feet going with them um, and working with them. But a lot of times it can be, I've seen. Um, and so you know, that kind of circles back to, to the value that they have with you then for as long as that value can be attached. So, um, you know, when you take the time to understand your buyer and the needs that they typically have that are associated with the thing that you're doing, then you're going to end up with um, more value that you can offer them, which, you know, we, we are all looking for service providers of any kind from your lawn maintenance, all the way up to your physician, you know, everybody in between that want that want to be problem solvers for us, you know, and to, to proactively try to help us. So, you know, if it's, if it's pitched price first, then yeah, we're going to probably be turned off. But if it's pitched value first, that then shows, they show they understand our needs and it demonstrates that they've done this, you know, multiple times before and they're good at what they do. We're going to want to attach ourselves to them, not let alone pay a higher price. So I love that. And the other thing that you mentioned that you kind of, I don't know, you kind of alluded to, I, I don't know if you mentioned it directly, was this idea of options, um, which is totally the way I, I advise my clients because it shows too that, you know, well, number one, it's a great mechanism to get someone involved so they don't feel the pressure to choose one thing. But um, so from a buying, you know, strategy, it's good. But it also allows you to f have a more final understanding and discussion around that final proposal around what it is that they actually need. Cause you may not have gotten it exactly right, but they may say, well, 
I like option B, but we need some things from option C. Now they're going to really start to tell you everything, um, which you can then craft a, a you know custom a custom offer at that point, and you're becoming more and more valuable. So I love this idea of options too. I mean, that's the way I operate too. Whenever I engage a new client, I don't ever want to presuppose that they need me at all, let alone you know want to take the first thing that I tell them to do. So, you know, I always want to make sure they understand that I am seeking to understand the full, the full thing. So, um, but no, I was just saying like, you know, all of these concepts that we're talking about um, aligning value to your, um, you know, these are my words kind of parroting back Mm -hmm. what you're saying, but aligning value to you, to, to your client brought your buyer to a particular market um, you know, the positioning, the pricing, all of these things are, valuable to anyone who's selling anything really um you know i mean even even you look at sneakers you know there's there's an ecosystem of which you buy a sneaker it's a brand ecosystem it's not just the product so you know you're not you're not looking at it and saying this is worth the $13.50 it took to make it plus the plastic you know you're you're looking at it there's there's more value to it in your life of what it will look like on your on your feet what it will do in your your you know workout routine like all these things so i mean it's not just b2b it it applies across the board um yeah actually and these are these are great very helpful very insightful mm -hmm. actually you know i went up with uh five pillars that are very you know important for value actually it's their their result results one thing uh the transformation the knowledge you acquire, the experience itself. You know, for an example, if you you have the time of your life and this is an experience that you will remind yourself for the rest of your life, it's worth something, you know? And also the human factor, what we talked about, you know, will this bring some confidence in you? Uh, It it will maybe change your status. Uh, How do you feel about it, you know? And um, so those kind of five factors and sometimes you don't have those five factors with on one offer, but more you have the five and actually right. higher the price can be. So it's, it's very interesting actually, because, you know, a few years back yes. I was, I was looking for a formula. I was thinking, can I, can we just create like a, a spreadsheet where I will add some information to it about my offer and then boom, it will calculate the price. But I, I, I actually, I realized that. Yeah. It cannot exist because there's too many like exterior factor that will actually, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. affect the pricing. But often it's how much people are willing to pay to acquire what you're selling. That's the good questions to ask yourself. Yes. Yeah, I think once a company takes if they were to take those five pillars as a framework of thinking mm-hmm. and they go into their market intentionally to learn more about the, all of these things about the buyer, how they fit in the market, what they're, what they're offering, um, kind of get a baseline of value. They could start to build their own formula inside their company. I think not, maybe not necessarily a spreadsheet that spits out a, um, you know, a calculation, but probably pretty close to it. Um, if they were to really make it a priority. So, so I think, yeah, for you, you know, working across a span of many industries and disciplines, it's, there's no formula, but there's definitely frameworks um, that apply. 
But I think companies could take this and individuals could take these these concepts and, you know, really start to hone in and do the do the nitty gritty work of connecting the dots. You know, I, I would I'm just think about like as a buyer, if if you are a buyer and you think about what you're purchasing in the same way, but but opposite because you're the buyer, you can get so much more value like that you're going out into the market to buy something versus sell something. Um, you can get so much more value out of something that is priced too low, but you know the value's there. You know, um, I'm planning a trip with my family overseas, and I'm looking at different things that we can do in the city. And I'm I'm looking at you know tours, and um, you can you know make pastries, and you can do different things. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking at the value that they've ascribed to it, but I know for me and my family and my daughters and however this is going to hit us for the value it's going to give us and the, what we can add to it, it could be so worth so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a steal because they haven't priced it properly. So, you know, it works on both sides. If you understand how this concept works um, and you, you apply it to your life, you know, you really can really can make the most out of the purchases that you make um, personally too. Yeah. It's, it's like in the car industry, you know, there's a car for every needs, you know, every people, you know, you can just need something mm -hmm. that for it's for the family, you can have a, a rental or you can have a used car and it's just enough. This mm -hmm. is what we need right now, but maybe later in your life. Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. ah, BMW, it's kind of, you know, talking to me. And I want to invest in myself. And eventually mm -hmm. some people like uh, Ferrari and big cars like that, you know, personally, I don't, I will mm -hmm. never be a buyer. Even mm -hmm. if I'm making like, if I'm billionaire one day, I will never have that kind of car. Why? It's not in my, yeah. you know, it's not my style, <laughs> but that's it. You know, you yeah. have to, yeah. you know, you have to choose Exactly. What is the level of your offer? Who do you want to attract with? Who do you want to have fun with? Actually, 